professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm Michael. I feel like a woman temple. And I am Marty Shanetti. Welcome to episode 89, Raw. Woo! The date, maybe? We'll get there. Oh, okay. Alright. Just saying Raw feels weird. I know, I should probably say WWF Raw. Monday Monday Night Night Raw. 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 I never know what to write. Was it Raw as War yet, or was it still just Raw? It's still just Monday Night Raw. Okay. It's still just the one hour. I'm surprised they never. That's right. Raw as War became two hours. Yeah, that's when it was two hours. Yeah, that was when it was Raw as War and then War Zone. I'm surprised they never came up with, like, the letters of Raw meaning something. Meaning something. They make it close to the guys. Raw. Is real ass like, wrestling. There we go. That would be I mean, like if ECW came up with Raw. That's what they would call. That's what they call it for sure. But this was the seventeenth episode of Raw produced by the WWF. It would take place on May seventeenth, nineteen ninety three, at the Manhattan Center in New York City. We haven't left there yet. Have not. I was just finishing up my sophomore year in high school, and oh. Manhattan Center holds about a thousand people. Yep. You know who's not in the Manhattan Center this time we're back? That one radio guy. Oh, that well. is very true. <laughs> so that's cool. What was his name? Uh, something golden. It's not Don Imus. I forgot, and I don't really care to go <laughs> no, Yeah, whatever. We'll just call we him We talked about Gary. him enough, yeah. Gary Goldman. So we're in New York. We are. We're back in New York. New York Yeah, we're just City. staying in the same places over and over again. Pretty much. Philly, New York, I, Georgia. I, I, I kind of feel like York, Shane Georgia. actually has the hardest hardest jo- job out of all of us. Yeah. I'm I mean, ready for when he brings a whole cheesecake. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, give us, give us enough times, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll end up there. I don't know. Or maybe when we end up with a show in Chicago, I'll... Mm-hmm. Duplicate or replicate the uh, Mama's Little Bakery cheesecake from that Friends episode that was based out of Chicago, Illinois. I remember. There you go. I thought um, Friends is from New York. I know yeah. it's from New York, but the bakery um, in the bakery. episode was mm-hmm. from Chicago. Oh, okay. Mama's Little Bakery. But no, we're not in we're not in Chicago. We're in New York. So what is New York known for? My my initial mission when I started this little food tour was. Find foods from around the the place where the shows take place in, and so you got uh, turn the them into a sandwich. You find. No, I went sandwich route. No apples in this one. We love this a good sandwich around here. Strictly meat with a little bit of cheese and sauce. In New York, you have a famous deli, the Katz's Deli, that has you know these monstrous sandwiches. I'll have um, what he's having. We <laughs> yes. In Oklahoma City, once upon a time, we had this little place called Scotty's Deli that would make a monstrous-sized pastrami sandwich similar to what you could get at Katz's, but unfortunately, it is no more. However, went to this nice little new place that I discovered called ND uh, Foods, and it's this little bakery slash bread place that has these awesome treats and deli sandwiches, and yeah, it's... So much more than I was expecting it to be. Um, I got what they have on their menu called the Manhattan, 
which is pastrami and corned beef with uh, some Swiss and spicy mustard on light rye. Stacked pretty tall. I wasn't expecting it to be like this. It's a big ass sandwich. Up. I've been there before, and every sandwich is very similar to this one, where it's like three inches of like boar's head meat, some mustard, and like a slice of cheese. Sounds like not a whole lot to write home about, but you will not be disappointed. No. Keep it simple. You are definitely not disappointed with the sandwich. No, sandwich is great. The pickles that they have, hell yeah. Oh yeah, it's a great pickle. Now, now you have to do the Casdelli scene. <laughs> I'm not going to have a... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to have a, let's not a food gas on that one. Let's, let's keep that one to... Give me, give me your best Meg Ryan. We'll keep that one to the uh, after hours uh, okay. Patreon. When the mic's so. off. <laughs> but while they're uh, devouring those delicious sandwiches, talk about something that happened around the same time as this episode of Monday Night Raw. Shania Twain and Toby Keith would both release their debut albums on the same day. Oh, wow. Three mm-hmm. weeks prior to the show. And the song that I took my namesake from is not on this album. That's not until like 90s. No. But I only know like the crossover hits. Shania Twain ran so Taylor Swift could fly when it comes to crossover country artists. I'd have to agree there. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, if it wasn't for Shania Twain, there there would be not as many belly buttons seen on TV. She <laughs> <laughs> she pioneered yeah, the belly she, buttons. She pushed the, the limits of showing your midriff. Well, I was um, for it. I'd rather not talk about the other guy. That's the only reason I added him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Toby Keith fan. I can't say I am either, but I do love those yeah. Shania Twain singles from that one album that was huge. They're all solid. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I actually listened to a Best of Shania not too long ago just because I happened to be in on cue and the music was playing and Uh-oh. it was a Shania Twain song. It's like, I haven't heard this one in forever. So I got in oh. my car and just pulled it up on my Apple Music. and Toby Keith's the boot in your ass guy, right? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of because I get all those guys mixed up. I didn't grow up on '90s country. Like I heard it and stuff because it was huge, mm-hmm. but like my parents didn't listen to it, so I don't know. Toby who's Keith who, has a career with the exception of Garth they... Brooks. And Toby Keith's actually a pretty good actor, isn't he? In Sling Blade, is like the no, other... that's no. Dwight Yoakam. Oh shit! Sure. Or... See, I told you I can't yeah. tell the difference. No, Toby Dwight Yoakam is an amazing actor. Toby Keith is actually from more Oklahoma, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he, uh... as my friends the Oklahoma. Dixie Chicks would say. Fuck you, Toby Keith. And uh, (laughs) his best, probably my favorite song of Toby Keith, Should Have Been a Cowboy. I'm sure I've heard it. He's also got that Red Solo Cup song. Oh, yeah. I know, know, like, Garth, because that's in his Deer for My Horses. He's he's basically just your good old boy that sings about the typical country Yeah, it's the 90s country, like, you know. He has a career because Garth Brooks went into retirement and they just needed a place filler. So it was like, oh, who's standing there with a cowboy hat that can sing with a twang? Yeah, I like my country music uh, a little bit older than this. That's all. I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about 90s country. Although, like, you know, all those Garth Brooks songs that everybody knows are good. Yeah. What's the the one about pissing out whiskey? Great song. (laughs) Love that song. I can't think of it right now, but I know that's what it's about. Two thumbs up for Shania Twain. I'll, I just, I'll I join found, you with Buck Toby Keith. I found it super interesting that, they, oh, yeah, same that, day. that their albums both came out on the same day. She wasn't so. married to him, was she? Isn't she? Didn't she marry a country guy? No, she married yeah, a music married guy. A... She married Mutt Lang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, producer dude. Yeah, good of good Mutt Lang. What a hero. Yeah. Secure in the bag with a face like that. 
<laughs> I always appreciate that shit. Let's go ahead and start talking about Monday Night Raw. We get the intro video into Vince McMahon welcoming us to Raw. Bobby the Brain Heenan and Macho Man Randy Savage are joining him for commentary. Macho Man is extra tan. Like, super tan. He is. He, uh, maybe he took some time off of working out because he doesn't have to be ring ready. Spent a little bit more time in the uh, under the lights. Yeah. Got some extra light. Got some, got some darkness in his hair. What do you guys... How long do you think this alarm goes on? I was losing my mind. Oh, it goes for a long. <laughs> it was like it was like four minutes long to the point where like. Well, you could tell Vince was getting like visibly annoyed. visibly like frustrated. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I like my notes are just like this alarm. Holy shit! Because holy this... shit, this alarm like for like a paragraph because I was just like, oh my god, it just keeps going. I think this was around the time that they started doing their little pre-intro things before Raw or yeah before Raw went on. So like three minutes before. Whatever the show was that was before it, it would cut into, or wait, no, they weren't live yet. They were still recording. Uh, yeah. happened until they were live. Well, some of the shows were live. Were they? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like one week live, next week taped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember being yeah, at Because they probably Raw. did two in the same night or something. Yeah. I remember out. being at Raw years later where, I mean, they had all the noise effects and everything going, you know, minutes before they yeah. actually went on air so they could do their little pre-intro thing. But yeah. Like I, I can only imagine it would be noise. as annoying as hearing Cesaro's old, loud siren thing live. That thing was intense. They then go to a video showing Savage and the smoking guns helping out at the Special Olympics earlier in the day, where a young man is doing some weightlifting. Oh, it just melts your heart. Right. Savage hanging out with these fine young men. Was he showing quite a bit of vigor? Yes. Okay. <laughs> they then Verve, pre- if you will. Verve. They then preview the matches for the evening before sending us to footage from last week where Shawn Michaels is being interviewed by Lord Alfred Hayes outside of the building when Mr. Perfect would attack him. Michaels would be thrown into a door and onto the hood of a car until security could break them up. Uh, this is super well done. Right? The, the, the energy is palpable. It's good. I mean, granted, it's Perfect and Shawn Michaels, yeah, but it's, it's cool... It's cool to see. I kind of popped when he threw him on the hood of the car. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> you got two of the best there that you know, aren't afraid to take it over the edge, so bring it. We then go live outside the building, and Lord Alfred Hayes tells us that he saw someone in disguise what? enter the building. So it's kind of like the first episode, Rob. Bobby Heenan. And Bobby Heenan's back in disguise. <laughs> but he's at the commentary booth, so it's not oh, Bobby it's Heenan. It's Imposter Heenan. Oh, I mean, it could be old... Rabbi whatever, or Aunt Shirley, or... <laughs> Wait, no, Aunt Shirley's coming up in just a minute. <laughs> All right. So we're off to our first match. The Smoking Guns of Bart and Billy Gunn versus Glenn Ruth and Tony Vaja. Yeah. Uh, my money's on Ruth and Vaja. Uh, poor Vaja. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're a professional wrestler. You can come up with one. Right. You big, big Tony V. Maybe it's Vaja. Yeah. First of all, though, Billy Gunn is an inductee of the WWE Hall of Fame as a member of DX. Well, hey there, Mr. Ass. Look Not solo you. as the Ass Man. No. Not solo. What a great theme song. Right? I'm an Ass Man. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> okay, we're going to keep going. I mean, if we're going to talk about I only remember the, the great the theme part. songs, yeah. I'm like, it's a good one. 
We have seen Glenn Ruth before, though. Have we? Just a few weeks ago as the spider on that ECW show. How the lost episode? Uh, I wonder if the payday was the same. Probably Probably not. not. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the guns come into the ring and they start firing off six six shooters. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. It's like pop guns or whatever, but I was like. It, you can't, you can't it literally scares Howard Finkel out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could do that in like 1999. By that, like maybe, uh, like uh, you, maybe you get away with like 97 or whatever. But I think like closer to the the turn of the century. Definitely after 2001. Yeah, I was just thinking like probably not happening post Columbine was my thought. Yeah, but you know, sorry yeah. for the dark thoughts. <laughs> you went Columbine, I went 9/11. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, both horrendous. <laughs> but you probably on. could do it in 2020, you know, because everyone carries AR-15s. There won't be anybody in the venue anyway. So Bart immediately starts us off with a roll-up for a two-count, followed by multiple arm drags on Vaja. Billy blocks a hip-toss attempt by Ruth, hitting a clothesline and a sling blade. The guns then hit a double Russian leg sweep on Glenn. Bart continues with a body slam, Billy with an elbow and a knee drop. And constant little finger guns. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. Pew pew. Do you get mad later on when Cactus Jack does it? No. Because that's that's, that's a better part of his character. Bang, bang. He's he's a crazy man. Because he says it all cool. These are Dukes of know, Hazard cowboys that are just pew pew for the I mean, kids they're, in the audience. They're legitimately just wearing like a slightly so nicer saying, version of a Halloween costume. Pretty much. See, the difference is bang bang versus... Pew pew. Yeah, exactly. You got it. It's different. We didn't say bang bang. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. Uh, you know, disgrace Mick like that. Yeah. Compared him to these guys. It's it's as different as a sauce and a demi. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the guns with some more double teams. Billy with a vertical suplex and a power slam tosses Ruth to the ropes, hitting a back body drop into a pile driver by Bart for the pin and the win. And the win. Yeah, that, that pile was kind driver. of a move. That was yeah. kind of a yeah. Cool that pile move. driver looked pretty pretty sick. Yeah, old Glenn and Tony earned their earned their cash. Yeah, yeah. Night. Billy and Bart did their thing. Build them up. We need some tag teams. That's right. Smoke them guns. It's a good it's a good good first viewing of the smoking guns. Yeah. Of course. We then get an ad for WWF Mania with Todd Pettengill. What an ad it was. I love these ads. <laughs> yeah, they're like so the super, much fun. The super '90s, like they're so yeah. '90s. Yeah. <laughs> what was this one exactly? I remember the last one where it was like the family watching it, like in the morning. Well, uh, it was at the very end of this one as yeah. well. Oh, okay, yeah. But this one also had Todd just basically kind of being an extreme dude, talking yeah. in very yeah. Watch our show, kids. Yeah, like radio voice for children. It's gonna be rad. Exactly. He turns his hat backwards <laughs> and he says "rad" and skateboards off. Heenan and Macho then preview the Tatanka match that's coming up later. And they say he's facing Terry Taylor before throwing it to Vince in the ring, who introduces his guest, Shawn Michaels. McMahon asks Shawn about perfect attacking him last week. With massive crowd chanting of Shawn is gay. Come on, (laughs) Are they? Yes. I don't think I even got that. I watched this on an iPad. My power was out. Breaking (laughs) kayfabe. Sound wasn't perfect. Uh, Michael says that he took Perfect's best shot, but I'm still the champion. 
Ben says, Michaels has been a bit of a reluctant fighting champion. Not true. So Sean says he will defend, <laughs> I mean, the, he will defend the title anywhere, anytime, against anybody. Anybody? I'm the Anyone? heartbreak kid. And I was like, is this the first time we've actually heard the term heartbreak kid? I feel like we might because I, I think he has he worn I mean, the heart I know yeah, he's I've, worn the heart I've said HBK yeah definitely because we all know that's who he is yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember I felt like it was yeah like for the while there I was like we haven't heard sweet chin music yet we or like not, they we weren't even called they were yet. calling it like savat kick forever it's like it, it is but it's a super kick yeah all of a sudden we see a man in a blue hoodie jump in the ring it's John Moxley what Nope, it's Marty Janetti. Ooh, much better. I appreciate that. Marty says, are you a man of your word? I'll take that shot tonight. And McMahon makes the match. Hell yeah. And Sean doesn't like that. Sean doesn't like that at all. Doesn't but like you know who does like that? Everybody else yeah, that's watching the show. I know. I mean, myself at that time, I was very excited to see Marty back. But then we're off to our second match. Razor Ramon... Versus the kid. The kid. The lightning kid? Just the kid. The one, two, three kid? kid? Just the kid. That's the, all he is on this the, show. The Pegasus kid? That's not Definitely the not the Pegasus kid. <laughs> yeah, it's a different guy. Cannonball kid. Oh, Cannonball kid. I was like, there's another one, right? Yep. He's just the kid. At this point, he's still just the kid. Now, after this match, he'll be something different. <laughs> the kid, also better known as X Pac or Six is a two-time inductee of the WWE Hall of Fame as a member of both DX and the NWO. Or, as his close personal friends know, Sean Waltman. Exactly. And uh, before this match gets started, the ring girls are back. Mm -hmm. But this one isn't quite as attractive as... This is what we... This is the nice way to put it. A woman of large carriage. And they're obviously trying to make an edgy... I guess it's not... Edgy, it's just a shitty joke. This was the Aunt Shirley I was mentioning. Oh, uh, okay. Ago. Yeah, it's like, I thought we got rid of the shock jock guy. No, I guess, still have the shock jock humor. Exactly. And we just don't have to deal with that guy on the mic. Yes. For those of you confused, the person in the uh, the little mystery costume, whatever it was earlier, was not Aunt Shirley. It was, it was Marty, Marty Jannetty. Which I was like, a blue hoodie is a, cost, is a disguise? A disguise. Like, yeah. Huh? I mean... Hey, what was he going to say? I saw a shadow a figurine in the figure walk But I mean, didn't, yeah. That's true. Razor tosses his toothpick into the face of the kid and then proceeds to use his power to toss him around the ring. Ramon applies an ab stretch before hitting a fallaway slam, tosses the kid to the corner, and charges in. But the kid moves and Razor hits the ring post. The kid then jumps to the top rope. Coming off with a moonsault for the pin and, and the, the win. win. Wow. I know. Little guy, little guy be the big big guy. Pin him in one, two, three. I loved it. Saw this match live and at this point I was like, There's no way this dude beat Razor Remote. <laughs> uh, they got me. They got you. Yeah. They got me on that, this like one. that's why we like whenever I talk to people that don't watch wrestling i'm like a lot of the time it doesn't always work on you but whenever you're watching something current and you 
like and every, and you you get focused and you forget and you actually care about who's winning and everything fades away like and you get and they get a legit like emotional reaction out of you that's what you're chasing all the time and if it once it happens it's like you know it's like heroin and sometimes you're just like god damn it why am i still watching this and then and then, then something you shoot like up. this match happens yeah, and it's exactly. like yes i watch because these little moments pop up every now and then and stick burned in your brain mm-hmm. for 25 years yeah also yeah. razor ramon is so much bigger than him that the ab stretch is hilarious and goofy looking it's like yeah. it's like it doesn't he's too big to even like do an ab stretch on yeah. on uh, the kid on little kid had this match here so that uh you know ray mysterio could, also could one day be world champion yeah also good on uh razor for doing the job yeah, I'm sure yeah, he could have probably contested it. Look at him. Yeah. They could have put. He could have basically anybody that's like six foot or taller. He could have pinned, and it still would have been impressive. But Razor Ramon is like the like largest, most imposing guy on the roster at the moment, right? Hey, man. He's one of them. Basically, if anyone out there enjoys these episodes where we cover the Raws. This episode, because of this match right here, is the reason we're covering some of them. Yeah. Because I wanted to cover this match specifically. I mean, also, Sean Marty, like, you can't skip that. Yeah. I didn't even remember that Sean and Marty were (laughs) on this episode. Really? That's what I thought the reason was. I I was like, like, well, one, two, three kid. I was like, oh, well, this is a, like, two birds, one stone kind of show. Hey, man. Don't uh, undersell this next match. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Razor Ramon and the one, and the kid... I just remembered seeing that, and it just yeah. It was one of those moments back it's when a, I was. It's a bold was, choice for the time. I was twelve years old at yeah. at the time, and like it just it blew my mind that yeah the kid beat Razor. Like the, the peak best time to watch wrestling is probably when you're twelve years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, it's like out like that's probably the most like no matter what era it was when you were twelve is probably the best time, the best you, most fun you've had watching wrestling. Because yeah, attitude era hit for me when I was like, oh yeah, I mean, come on, late teens, early twenties. You were just so perfect age it was, for that, though. It was it was a lot. Like Twelve of fun. to twenty is the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this next match, though. But let's Tatanka. go ahead and move on to that third match. Woo! We got Tatanka. Let me hear the Tatanka fans out there. Versus Scott Taylor. Oh, <laughs> uh, Scotty. Wait, didn't they say it was going to be Terry Taylor? I thought it was Terry Taylor versus Shawn Michaels later. No, that's Marty Jannetty. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't it under the guys before that? No, Heenan, Heenan and Savage said Terry Taylor was facing oh, Tatanka. Well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I, did, I did my little rewatch, and they were talking about for Mania, that show that they were promoting. It oh. was Tatanka oh, was it? versus Terry Taylor on that one. Okay. But yeah, it was such Man, a, just, a quick little breeze by. Yeah, of, you're just like, wait a second, this isn't the same Taylor. Yeah. And then, yeah, the was, fact that he I was, was just fighting so, like, Scott Taylor. It was Scott Taylor that came out, and after. I'm just like, I'm so confused. I thought I was going to get to see the Red Rooster. I was like. <laughs> but. No, you're going to get to see, uh, what was the, what do they call that dance that they did? Did they have a name? The the Tatanka dance? Or no. What dance? No. Who all Scott becomes later? Working with. That was the one. Oh, yeah, he does the worm, but didn't they have another dance they did all together? That Maybe was just the two cool dance. The two yeah, cool dance. Cool, yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, if you haven't figured out what we're talking about, didn't Scott mean to bury Taylor the lead, but I buried the lead. is a little bit better known as 
as Scotty Too Hottie. Yeah, coolest hat in the game. There's no top. That's right. Your hair sticks out of it. It looks cool. The, the maestro of the worm. And, might I say, we have a, a ring girl upgrade for this match as we well, do. too. Definitely. Aunt Shirley is gone, and you know, Cousin Stacy is out instead. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, before the match starts going, he does an Indian impression yeah. that doesn't make Tatanka very happy. Probably not. You know what doesn't make me happy? Scott's hair. He's got, like, typical I-want-to-be-a-wrestler 90s hair, mullet, almost hardcore, not hardcore, Holly, even. Uh, sparky plug. Oh, with the, yeah. Uh, it's, is it, but it's still, it's still better than poor Bobby Eaton's haircut that he's never got rid of, right? <laughs> it's like Bobby Eaton's, but just a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. It has the, the Courtney Cox screen three uh, bangs, you mm. know, straight across, way up high. Yeah. I think we call them turf bangs now. <laughs> Taylor goes for a clothesline that the Native American ducks and returns off the ropes with one of his own. Multiple back body drops by Tatanka to send Taylor out to the floor, where he follows out with a tomahawk chop off the apron. Back in the ring, the Native American tosses Scott around the ring, hitting a body slam, an elbow drop, power slam, a back elbow, and some more chops. Another body slam and a hip toss. Then Tatanka stops to yell at the camera, about Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm. He's not even worried about Scott Taylor. He, which allows Taylor to mount some offense, only for the Native American to start up the war dance and hit the end of the trail for the pin and the win. Is the end of the trail a very good... That doesn't seem like a very sensitive name. <laughs> nah. That's rough. I didn't realize that that's what it's called. Yeah, this... Uh... Moving on. <laughs> There was one part throughout this match where Bobby Heenan was seriously talking about toilet, toilet paper, paper yeah. and the styles of folding it, I guess just <laughs> as a way to make a TP reference because Tatanka is Native American. Or was yeah, he calling a... the match shit? <laughs> <laughs> it was a reach. Uh, uh. The TP thing's a reach. Calling the match shit, not necessarily a reach. You know, just building Tatanka for... The same reason we've been building Tatanka for a while now, so we yeah, cannot do anything with Tatanka. You he's know, still undefeated. WWF still undefeated. So, yeah. I mean, you're, you're undefeated yeah. and you're fighting There's Scott that Taylor. weird DQ. Come on, buddy. You, I'm, I'm hoping Terry Taylor gave him at least a, a little bit more competition. Unfortunately, I don't know if that <laughs> I mean, I don't episode know if of Mania that way, is available to watch on the network. I don't know if it is or not. I uh, never, I'm not going to look I up. Honestly yeah. didn't anybody even, wants to do a deep dive, I honestly didn't Twitter. even know that there was a show called WWF Mania <laughs> until we watched until yeah. we watched and saw that ad. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's probably one of those like Sunday morning recap yeah, episodes. that's all it is. <laughs> we then get the King of the Ring report with Ooh. Mean Gene. It always feels so official. Mean Gene hypes up that the kid beating Razor Ramon, you know, it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's what I remember from yeah. his episodes. It's a Cinderella story. I mean, also, like, nobody... This is, like, his debut, right? I know he worked yeah. on, like, the early... On yeah, a different he wrestled sports a couple channel. times before on... I want to say he had wrestled a couple different ones, but he was, you know, pretty much just a jobber on those. Wasn't really known. And then... Yeah. I know he was part of a different, like, smaller promotion that did have TV. Like, and it was on one of the channels that ended up becoming ESPN. At the time before he got to the WWF, yeah, I, remember I don't know why or how I remember that. Probably from listening to a wrestling podcast. I want to say that was AWA. It could be, or maybe it was GCW. Is that a thing? Uh, GCW is a thing. Uh, that's a current thing. Okay, it was some something weird that obviously 
nobody fucking remembers. He then previews the matches that have been signed for King of the Ring and tells us that there's going to be a one-night single elimination tournament held. <sighs> I want... We, I wish we, all we love a good single-night tournament. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love them. I don't even care if I know who any of the people are. I will watch us like a... You know, a two-hour show of a single elimination ter- tournament. I don't care if it's if Impact did it tomorrow. I'd probably watch it, and I don't even know who's signed to that promotion, just because I love them so much. Because it feels like everything it means something. Can we get another tag team tournament? Tag no, team tournament, God, no. please. No. no, no. We've had enough of it, Jose. Don't don't put that on. <laughs> don't put that on us. Come on, Bill. We then get an Ico Pro ad with Tatanka. You gotta want it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. if you guys have a lead on IcoPro, yeah. we're trying to get jacked in 2021. Yeah. I've, I've checked eBay, but all you can find is like IcoPro posters, maybe an old t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. Somebody uh, has to have a time capsule out there somewhere that's just... Filled with IcoPro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Vince McMahon filled his pool with IcoPro <laughs> and then concrete it over like the E.T. video game. <laughs> There's probably more people out there that would probably have more of what the next ad was for. HGH. Slim Jim ad uh, with Macho Man. Uh, Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, they started um, like using a Macho Man image again in, like, uh, in, in, like, stands in gas stations in the last year or so, but I haven't seen one yet. Just thought that was neat. Uh-huh. Huh. Who's getting the money for that? I don't know. Hopefully, Elizabeth. Not Lex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, leaping Lanny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably Lanny. Did you see? It's kind of a definitely a side note, but it, uh, did you see the Slim Jim like Macho Man Randy Savage action figure? It comes in a box that looks like a Slim Jim box, and it's like him, and he's like holding like tiny Slim Jims, and has the costume. It's probably like the greatest wrestling action figure ever because it's like, like everybody. One. It means it's like everybody knows him from that. Whether you. Oh, yeah. like, Whether you know yeah. wrestling or not. Like my mom probably remembers those commercials. Everybody does. But it looks incredible. I mean, literally, you can say snap into a Slim Jim and everyone goes, oh, yeah. yeah. Man, I, when was the last time you ate a Slim Jim? I've never been a big fan <laughs> of Slim Jim. <laughs> They're not good. I'm not, They're I'm, crazy. But I've never been a I used to eat them a lot when I was a kid. All, so. And then I, I got this phase where like, I would peel the casing off oh, of yeah, it same. and then eat it. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, however many years ago it was that uh, Wendy Williams became popular and she has a way of eating one where she basically did that gross cooks it like about. a crack pipe where you hold a lighter underneath it just to mm. heat it up and you know make the, the little casing on the outside crispy. Yeah, <laughs> I tried that once just to see, ooh, that looks cool. The $125? Oh, it's probably like way out of stock. I think they sold out when they came mm. out, but they look a, awesome. It was a San Diego Comic-Con oh, that's why. exclusive. The, um... If, if my friend out there, not Zack Ryder, whatever your name is right now. Uh, Ryan Myers. No. Oh, Zack Ryder's yeah. real name? Matt, Matt Cordova. Matt, there Cordona. we go. Cordova? Uh, Cordona. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I couldn't think of the name Matt, apparently. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if old Matt or Brian has the, uh, the, the, the Slim Jim Macho Man, they should send us one, because yeah, that I'm would sure. be awesome. I'm sure that that would happen. <laughs> yeah, Slim Jims. I've heard a story about... In jail, people will take Slim Jims and, like, cheese, and then they'll, like, put it in, like, a bag, and, like, they'll chop up the Slim Jim, and then put it at the bottom of a bag, and then run it under the hot water, and basically make, like, a tamale-style, like, Slim Jim cheese burrito. I learned that from, uh, 
rap star Danny Brown. It sounded pretty gross, but he said they were pretty good. Anyway, Slim Jims. I'd have to try one sometime. <laughs> That's, down. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of the food for next time. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing, uh, we're doing jail hack food. Um, and we're off to our... Toilet wine. <laughs> we're off to our fourth match. Kamala versus Yokozuna with Mr. Fuji. Man, See, on episodes like this, this is what this is what you guys come here for, right? The tangents. Hey, I'm, I'm here Scott for Scott Taylor didn't do anything for anybody. I'm here for the big belly <laughs> slapping about to happen in this match. Yep. We got a couple of big boys. The two big men charge at each other, and it seems like Yoko is phased. <laughs> they go a second time with the same result, so Kamala then hits a thrust kick, starts chopping away until Zuna with a throat thrust to break the momentum. Yokozuna takes over with more throat thrusts, hits a leg drop, but again Kamala comes back with chops. Yes. Only for Fuji to grab his leg as he comes off the ropes. Boo. Yoko takes advantage with a thrust kick, charging into the corner with an avalanche splash, a butt splash, a clothesline, and the bonsai drop for the pin and, and the, the win. win. I mean, we knew what was going to happen here, but... Always get in the way if they're Fuji. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to, I know Kamala's only here to lose, Killing but me, I'd Fuji. like to see Kamala win just for fun. Killing me softly, Fuji. Yeah, I'd Getting like to involved. share a beer with both of these guys. Why was Bobby Heenan going to Mars? Anybody remember? <laughs> he said he had tickets uh, to Mars. Maybe he just wanted to get away to from this match, but I didn't think it was that bad. We then get an ad for All American Wrestling. And once again, it's another fun 90s commercial. I mean, what's All American Wrestling? Just, yeah, another, just another, another show. Just another How many clip damn show. shows did they have? Too Wait, many. too many. Yes. Cable, man. You complain about five hours of TV now? They did five hours of TV back then too. Yeah, yeah. it was just, it just wasn't the same live. Show. Yeah, yeah, it was a constant repeat show of what happened on Monday Night Raw. I miss Sunday Night Heat. That's where all the trash <laughs> fun stuff was. Yeah, that's now on uh, main event. Oh, is that what? Oh, is that? Oh yeah, uh, main yeah. event now. It used to be Velocity. Yeah, it went from Heat to Velocity to the main event. And what was the what was the one on Saturday like nights at like midnight? Was that just a recap show? Yeah, we then get our fifth match. Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Rockers. Rocking the house. <laughs> yeah, keep going. No, I like the I song. Got. Okay. The champ comes out first. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So the match gets going. Head slams into turnbuckles are traded between the two. But Marty takes advantage with his rolling up Michaels for a two count. Sunset flip out of a leapfrog for another Janetti near fall, followed with multiple clotheslines to send Sean out to the floor. Marty then, with a baseball slide, skins the cat back into the ring. Before... I love when they skin the cat for no reason. Like, it was absolutely <laughs> unnecessary here. It's just to get a woo yeah, from yeah. the ladies in the audience. Mm-hmm. And then jumps over using a slingshot plancha onto Michaels. Back in the ring, Sean catches Janetti telegraphing a back body drop and tries for a super kick, only for Marty the Duck, hitting a Japanese arm drag and a head scissors for a two count. Marty's hot, man. Michaels misses an elbow drop, but Janetti with a back body drop and an Irish whip that sends Sean over the ropes to the floor. Michaels has just had enough. Gets his ball and decides to attempt to go home. Grabs the title, starts heading to the back, but Mr. Perfect cuts him off. 
God damn it, At Kurt. the locker room entrance. No. God Good damn Kurt. it, Kurt. What's the... What, 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 what are you mad Why at him for? Why are you mad about this? I thought you wanted this match. I, we, 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 no, all, we all love match. Shawn Michaels, but we also want to see a wrestling match. I, I, I do want to see this match, but God damn it, Kurt. <laughs> okay. He's, he's, not, he's, he's not giving up on this one. You're just getting involved. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be in there. You just gotta let these rockers handle their shit. He's got to because he knows that... Who knows how long Marty's gonna be around. <laughs> He's gotta secure his spot. Marty controls his own destiny. <laughs> he sure does. If you don't believe that, you may end up dead in a <laughs> dead in alleyway alley. somewhere. <laughs> Marty brings Sean back into the ring with a slingshot, goes for another head scissors, but Michaels reverses it into a stun gun on the ropes. Sean begins to choke Janetti to start working him over, following up with a body guillotine, a knee drop, a snapmare, and a drop kick. Michaels goes for his second drop kick, but Marty blocks it and catapults Sean into the post. Posted. Makes the cover for the pin, and no, oh. Michaels kicks out. Janetti takes Michaels down with a spinning back elbow and a power slam for a near fall. Goes up to the second rope but Sean ducks down, so Marty waits him out, hitting a crossbody for a two-count. Janetti tries for an atomic drop, only for Michaels to flip out, but Marty reverses the waist lock and goes for an O'Connor roll for a two-count. But Sean rolls on top of Janetti for a two-count as well, using the trunks as leverage. Heel's gonna heal. Dirty. Michaels with the super kick, and then turns to taunt Mr. Perfect. And Mr. Perfect throws his towel at Sean, Damn it, Kurt. hitting him in the face, which causes him to back up into Marty, who inside cradles him for the pin and, and the win. And new! I wasn't ready for that. No. It's raw. You're not ready for no. a title change at but all. But I'm also not ready for, for them to commit to Marty in any way. <laughs> What did he do to that towel? Wipe his ass with it? Why was Sean so scared of it? It was the per- it was the perfect towel. It was the it. perfect towel. <laughs> it was a loaded towel. <laughs> I was actually like, he threw the towel at him, and most people would be like, "Oh, well, the referee." I, I was just totally expecting the referee to call for the bell. Yeah, me oh, too. I was like, "Bell, I was perfect like, well, the towel in for someone." So yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but we've seen worse. We have. Marty, seen worse. Marty got the win here. You know, Marty walked. So Hardy could run. <laughs> oh my god. That's not very nice to either, man. Um, Hardy definitely made it out better. That it's true. Yeah. He's, he's basically stayed paid the whole time. Marty, we can't true. say that. Yeah, Marty, Marty would get... One of them has a much nicer home. Six months to a year at a time. Vince McMahon then recaps the evening before saying his goodbyes. So I ask you gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts? Of Monday Night Raw. Hey, we got two upset wins. That's more upset wins than most shows. I like that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There was a sandwich that we had, too. It was pretty tasty. (laughs) There's not a lot to sink or to really say outside of the the two. There's two great upsets. The the, the show's pretty entertaining. Yeah. If if you can stay away from, like, wanting, wanting, like, great... Great wrestling, and then, as we mentioned earlier, there's no Rob Bartlett to ruin any of it for us. But um, Bobby Heenan goes a little bit 
more out of pocket than you do than you than you remember. Yeah, Bobby but not, Heenan goes But very, he's Bobby Heenan, so not he, all his jokes don't always land. But but he they, was almost got, like Jerry Lawler. Yeah, and he's also just you know he it, he's always like he's always Bobby Heenan. Yeah, it's the, just not the jokes on this one for Heenan were were more Jerry Lawler than they were Bobby Heenan, where it was just like too corny, not enough wisdom in them. Yeah, for me, anyways. Well, I mean, Bobby Heenan has that like like street dummy wisdom that we love so much. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right, fuck you. I think it's time we smark it up. So, what are some of the best moments of this show? I'm gonna throw it out there right now. The kid, the kid, kid moonsault, yep. moonsault on Razor Ramon. Because, like I said earlier, yeah. I popped so hard at 12 years old for this match. <laughs> yeah, I mean for that for sure. But I also was just not convinced at all that Marty was gonna win. So, like, I was, I was just, I would say more surprised because I was like, okay, I know the one, two, three kid gimmick. I hadn't seen this before, but I like so I. Was watching. I was like, okay, this is probably probably where this starts. But I really didn't think Marty was gonna win, or if if he did, I imagined it would be via DQ of some kind. Yeah. But he got the pin from That's the loaded fun. towel. That's always fun. Agreed. Razor and Kid was great. Michaels and and Janetti was was a fun match as well. Even though I was a, a huge Shawn Michaels fan, the fact that Marty's Marty Janetti came back you know, out of Trying to remember the last time we saw him was it Royal Rumble? Yeah. When they fought, yeah. So I mean, he was he was gone for a good four months or so, and, and came also, back in a s- amazing disguise that you know got him through the building without anybody's notice. Lord Alfred Hayes, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fun a fun little comeback for him. Yeah, made how, the the little the little rocker inside of me happy. How about most disappointing? It strummed your chord. Uh <laughs> most disappointing I ain't mad at anything here I don't, I don't remember the bad I stuff I mean you guys did the like the pew pews so. oh yeah, yeah the pew pews that's just cause we're getting we're getting, close, we're getting further and further into like um, into like goofy gimmick city so it's just like the bobby humor the, the toilet paper folding talk I mean how do you do uh, your toilet paper I mean you don't have to answer that I mean it just, just has saying, to like, what a, it's, I don't, it's I don't a fold hack. it it just has to be hanging on the outside oh you know? okay it's gotta be bangs not a mullet <laughs> I'm a seashell man myself. <laughs> it's it's I, I saw it once where it was described with a spider, and if there was a spider that crawled onto your toilet paper, if you pulled it down with it hanging in the front, it would fall away from you. If it crawled up inside it with it pull, hanging in the back, and you pulled it, it would pull towards you. So, which way do you want the spider to go? This is wild. Yeah. See, toilet paper talk. Maybe I, maybe I <laughs> yeah. don't hate Bobby Heenan's. <laughs> <laughs> speech now as much as I thought I did. Tony Vadja. Pick a new name, man. Pick a new name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Glenn Ruth is much better well, than mean, Tony Vadja. Not by for, much. Yeah, Glenn is, me Glenn is a terrible name for anybody. Glenn's like a good name for a dog, and that's about it. Hey, I mean, why do you think what's-his-name went by Kane? <laughs> How about best performer? Oh... I mean, you got the kid. He's got to have his shining star. Gonna, for Razor, just for putting him over? Putting the man over. I, yeah. mean, I mean, he definitely deserves a gold perfect star. Perfect with that perfect like, towel throw. That, that's a good choice as well. <laughs> yeah, Razor with his slap the during the match was, the world. It was... It was very woo-worthy. 
Yeah. I if Scott Taylor had done the worm, I would have I would have popped for it. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't learned the worm yet. I don't know if the worm's been invented. Or the worm's probably been invented. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the worm was way yeah like I was gonna say, uh, Breakin and Breakin Two have already been released at this point. Yes. I don't know about three or four, but <laughs> nobody knows about those. <laughs> How about most surprising? Is Marty showing up the surprise? Yeah, for me, the Marty, the Marty, or, or Marty showing the up, and then the Marty, and then I mean, Marty winning was the surprise for me. I mean, it's the kid for me. Cause, yeah, because you're not expecting. You're, you're totally expecting it's a jobber. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally I, but I, I knew I mean, better. But I didn't know better about knowing the other that thing, so I have to looking back at it 28 years later. Yeah. you know that Sean Waltman. So it's you know it, it's not a fucking Xbox. Jobber. Like the coolest guy when like after Sean is gone for so long. Like and DX is still huge, but Sean's like the funnest part of DX because he's got all of that energy, probably from all kinds of fun stuff he was putting in his body. Making their way to the ring. It's trivia time. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Shane's up. This week, the category is the numbers game. <sighs> the numbers game. We're going to use prices Right rules, mm. and it's the closest without going over. Okay, it's so we don't have to ring in. We just get, each get a guess, right? Or do you ring in to put your guests in first? No, you both give a guess. Okay. Whoever's closest without going over. The question this week, how many times has a champion come out first for a title match? Ooh. From 83 to 92. And all the shows that we covered, the 80 shows that we covered. I think how many times has the champion come out first? So basically, what I'm talking about is the foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Hmm. Alright, I've got my number. I'm not very confident in it, but it's there, and my phone is down, and the number's there, so I'm not cheating. Do you get your number? And we'll Hold reveal on. at the same time. It was just the first number that popped in my head. I don't know if it's any good. It can't. It's definitely under one hundred. <laughs> what was that? What was that? It was like seventy-eight when it was three hundred and forty-eight. Yeah. All right. I kept going back to that one, so we'll just leave it at that one. Okay. okay. Well. All right. Show me your numbers. You get it. Okay. You don't want to do like three. Shane three. went thirteen. Oh, fuck. Michael's is sixteen. Oh. It's like I almost said that one too. Really? That was the first number popped in my head, and I was like, I don't know. It's just I'm just gonna go with my gut. The answer is twenty-one. Ah. So Michael gets five points. Right. Puts him in the lead. Dag nabbit. But I, this week, I'm giving you a bonus three-point question. Ooh. Oh. Not prizes right rules though. Okay. Also have, a number. It's also a number. Okay. But you have to give me the correct answer to get the bonus oh, points. Okay. All right. So you know that it's 21 times. But how many times did the champion stay the champion out of those 21 times? Of coming out second? Coming out first. Oh, I mean, coming out first, sorry. Yeah. Well. So it's a number from 1 to 21. Or I guess technically it could be 0 to 21. I'm going to go. Hold on, let me think of a number first before you say a number. <laughs> Right. How many times in 21 times did the champion who came out first stay the champion? Seven? Five? You were both wrong. Oh. Was and it you're six? both one off. <laughs> oh, damn it. I almost put six and then I went to five. But that's pretty funny. Like, damn. Eh. So no that bonus was... points for anyone. Yeah. 
But Michael got five points for the original I'll question. So what if we both got six? Would we both got three points? You would have both gotten oh, three man. points. It's all good. Dang it. It's all good. Next week, Slamboree 1993. Ooh. Are you guys ready for this? Is this Slamboree? our first Slamboree show? It's the first yes, ever this Slamboree. Is the inaugural Slamboree. Is Slamboree a word that existed before? It's a bad name for a show, I think. Well, there's Jamboree and there's Slams, so they... Yeah, I, I get it. Slamboree. Without Slamboree, there probably would be no Slammiversary or... <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any other. Yeah, more there. Yeah. Great Balls of Fire. Or slam, yeah. Slam, yeah. slam Mania. The music from this week's show is Monday Night Raw by Jim Johnston. And Marty Jannetty was the winner of the main event. So we're going to play the Rockers theme song, because that's what he was still using at the time. Rock Out. Rock Out. By Jimmy Hart and J.J. McGuire. If you like this show or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. You can always email us at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, recipes? We like recipes. Yes, next week we are... Uh going to be back in Georgia, so give me some help with Georgia because yeah. we've been there a lot and uh, I'm struggling. We're going to continue to be there for I haven't been quite there. some time. I haven't been to Georgia. Yeah, I've, I've never physically been there, but I've uh, culinarily been there several times over the last few months. I've been in the airport. Mm, I probably may have been there, but I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> you know, layovers, I don't know. If you don't like email, you can always hit us up on Twitter as well at Wrestling HistoX. That's Wrestling H I S T O X. We'll talk to you next week. Later.